It is Friday, February 24th. Today, Google might be profiting from scam restaurant ads. How the bad economy means better metrics for marketers. Shopify changes up its partner program. Facebook's most popular links go to its competitors. The Figma Adobe deal might be in trouble. And heads up, parents, there are bad words in our first story. I'm Todd Maffin. That's ahead today in digital marketing. Ad scammers are targeting local restaurants now and platforms like Google are reaping the rewards. Yesterday, technology blogger Cory Doctorow posted a thread about a local Thai restaurant in his neighborhood called Kin. He searched for their website on Google to order some takeout. But here's where things take a turn. The top search result, which was an ad, was fake. That ad went to a site masquerading as the Thai restaurant to trick customers into ordering from them instead. Same name, same logo, similar URLs, convincing images, and even uses basic SEO. And honestly, it looks pretty legit to me. And so Corey got duped. He placed an order on the fake website. The fake site then placed the order in his name with the real site and marked up the prices by 15%. He goes on to explain that the restaurant is clearly aware of the scam, and they contacted him within minutes to tell him they'd canceled the fraudster's order. Furthermore, he would need to cancel the payment to the fakesters with his credit card company, Amex. As it turns out, the scammers conveniently charged him twice. But that's not all. The business phone number for the fake restaurant on the Amex bill is the phone number for Wix, the company that provides the scammer's website. Quoting Corey, How the actual fuck did these obvious scammers get an Amex merchant account in the name of the restaurant, then supplying the phone number for a website hosting company? What is Amex's know-your-customer procedure? Do they even call the phone number? And why the actual fuck is Google Ads accepting these scam artists' ads for a business that they already have a knowledge box for? Google knows what the real Kin restaurant is, and yet they're accepting payment to put a fake Kin listing two slots above the real one. There's never just one ant. I guarantee you that these same creeps have a thousand other fake websites with a thousand fake Amex merchant accounts for a thousand real businesses and that Google has sold them ads for every one, unquote. Moral of the story, search for your brand and check for fake sponsored links. Well, it's often difficult to know whether that dip in the performance of your digital ad campaign is because of seasonal changes or industry trends, or maybe your creative just sucks. That's why it's often helpful to get a benchmark, find out what CPM others in your industry are paying, what your competitors' click-through rates are, or what direction the average order value is trending for brands who sell at the same price point you do. Those data have been difficult to get. One of our favorite tools makes it easy. It's called Veros.com. And every so often, we like to invite them on to give us a look at the overall media buying scene. Yarden Shaked is the CEO of Veros, and he joins me now. Before we start on sort of the metrics, can you walk us through briefly how the Veros platform works and how you get these numbers? Yeah. So uh, basically, it's one big data cooperative. So a brand or an agency uh, actually connects via API into Veros. Uh, That's, you know, Facebook ads, Google ads, TikTok ads, Shopify, all, all those connections. Uh, we aggregate and we anonymize that data. We tag it uh, by a bunch of companies. And then um, we let you sort of filter on your own. Uh, so it's all first party uh, clean data. There's no scraping or anything like that. So I can't go in and specifically find my competitor, but I I would be able to, to see my industry. Right. You'd be able to be like, 
I want to compare to companies that sell glasses um, with average order values between seventy to a hundred dollars, and that are spending between fifty grand to a hundred grand in Canada. Like you can just you know set those filters as you want. Do you have to connect your ad account in order to see other people's ad data? You do. That's that's the model, and you know that's how uh, that's how the product works. But you know we're hypersensitive about uh, data security. Um, we have large public companies already sharing data uh, on our platform. So, and at least part of it is free, right? Yeah, there's a there's a free plan, um, and even the the paid plans are super cheap right now. It's 19 bucks a month for a brand and 99 bucks a month for an agency. So let's start with the CPMs. How should we break this down by platform? Actually, year over year, uh, up until now, late February, mid to late February. Um, overall CPMs are down 22%. Wow. Um, and cost per purchase is down 31%. Um, and then if you look, uh, fashion and food and Bev are both, uh, CPMs are down 16%. Um, and beauty and home are down around 30%. So we're seeing big dips and cost per purchase across these categories, fashion, beauty, food and Bev, home and garden, uh, is between 35 to 45% down. Uh, so it's a really good start of the year for, for media buying. And that's cost per purchase, those last numbers? Yeah, it's cost per purchase. Conversion rates are, are uh, pretty significantly up. AOVs are actually flat, but conversion rates are up. Um, and spend is up 10%. Interesting, because you, know, I, 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 you, you expect CPMs to be down in a sort of an economic you know, where there's some sort of bad headwinds, as you might say, because there's fewer people in the market. The yeah. market is an auction. The competition is less. Therefore, CPMs are less. But interesting to hear conversion rate is up. Yeah, yeah, it is. And and the spend is up. It's very interesting. You know, we get reached out a lot to uh, by publications and stuff to, to get data. And they're writing articles about people are, you know, pulling back spend and all this stuff. And we're going in our data, which is 3,500 companies, uh, and spend is actually uh, either flat or up, uh, depending on, on the channel. So uh, overall, advertisers aren't uh, pulling back heavily. Are there any other big outlier metrics you're seeing that have made some big shifts? Um, no, we see Google gaining a little bit of ground from Meta as well. Like in terms of share of spend or volume of spend? Share of spend, share of spend. Uh, like we saw at the start of, uh, of 2022, you know, TikTok having a big late 2021, early 2022, TikTok having a big, big trend from barely no share of spend, uh, close to like that seven, eight percent range. And then that uh, basically stayed flat up until then. And now it looks like they're staying around that seven, eight um, and Google and Meta, uh, Google and Meta are sort of fighting over market share, which is pretty interesting. Can you tell us about this new Media Mix feature you just released? So Media Mix is a really cool feature. Um, and basically, it's showing you distribution uh, of spend across channels. Um, and so you can see your spend uh, versus your peers' spend across uh, Meta, Google, and TikTok. Um, but also, you know, in the underlying uh, channels within those. So uh, you can see Facebook, you know, prospecting versus retargeting splits. Uh, you can see... Splits for performance max, uh, YouTube search uh, on Google, uh, you know, different things on TikTok. And, and then you can also see all the prices 
um, for all those splits. So you can see, you know, what's cheap now, uh, what's more expensive. But it's super interesting because, you know, a lot of times our clients will find, wow, you know, we're putting 10% of our spend into YouTube, um, but our competitors are really only putting like 1%, 2%, but they're putting most of that uh, into, you know, Performance Max or, or something else. So uh, people are realigning their spend a lot using it um, and also thinking about new strategies that they haven't been thinking that people are actually putting money in that they're not. Yardan Shaked is CEO of Veros.com. That's V-A-R-O-S.com. Shopify is changing its partner program. Yesterday, the e-commerce giant launched the first phase of its expansion of the program. First, the company is offering new incentives to accelerate partner growth. Now, partners will be able to earn more money by working with Shopify Plus merchants, strategic accounts, and enterprise clients. Shopify is also introducing product referral incentives. This includes bonuses for every merchant referred to POS Pro as the top tier of subscriptions to its point-of-sale software, and U.S. partners can earn more when they launch merchants on Markets Pro. Partners can also earn money by creating e-commerce themes and then publishing them in the Shopify theme store and developing Shopify apps and publishing those in its app store. Shopify is also launching a certification program with both business foundation and technical certifications. Partners will have access to eight new courses starting next month. They will also have expanded virtual and in-person training events. Meta has released its latest widely viewed content report, which shows the most viewed posts and stories across Facebook. So it was trending in Q4 last year. The most widely viewed domains, that is to say links from Facebook to other sites, were YouTube and TikTok. The report doesn't give specifics about which videos saw the most links, but as Social Media Today points out, the data suggests video content still performs well on Facebook even if it's not posted directly to the platform. In terms of specific links, stories about celebrities dominate the list, as well as a report on the closure of Splash Mountain, twins born from frozen embryos, and a story about a woman who bought nothing for an entire year. But to be fair, this sample of widely viewed stories is kind of less trashy and spammy than what we've seen in the past. Plus, there are no stories that were later removed for violating Meta's policies. Social Media Today also noted this could show the tech giant is getting better at detecting and removing content sooner. As for the most widely viewed Facebook pages, made-for-the-web publishers and recipe sites take the top spots. And finally, in terms of content, the top posts seem to show a selection of lighthearted jokey posts and fairly simple memes. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. 
That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Adobe's big plans to acquire the design collaboration tool Figma might not happen after all. Bloomberg reporting that the Justice Department in the U.S. is preparing an antitrust lawsuit seeking to block the proposed $20 billion sale, according to people familiar with the matter. Figma is mainly used for designing app or website interfaces, and as the report noted, has trounced Adobe's competing XD product in recent years. According to Adobe, the transaction isn't anti-competitive because the startup isn't a rival of products like Photoshop or Premiere. The antitrust division, though, is concerned that the deal would reduce options for design software used by creative professionals. The EU's antitrust watchdog says it has received requests to investigate the deal from national regulators, while the UK Competition and Markets Authority is also reviewing the merger, and the three jurisdictions often coordinate on their investigations. Sources say that Adobe had a meeting with the US Justice Department this week, and that a case is expected to be filed as soon as next month. For its part, though, Adobe still expects the deal to close in 2023. A spokesperson said it is engaged in cooperative discussions with regulators in the US, UK and EU, among others. And that will bring us to the Nobel Prize winning lightning round. YouTube is adding new metrics for shorts, including shown in feed and viewed versus swiped away data. The platform is also adding new filters to display audience demographics by video format and a new moderator role with expanded actions for live chat. Oh, geez, I just dropped my bell. And broke it, maybe? No, I didn't. Twitter has removed closed captions from spaces on iOS. Within the iOS app, the three-dot menu that previously let you turn on captions has disappeared. The accessibility-focused feature also doesn't seem to be working on the web or Android. LinkedIn has added more ways to integrate visual elements into your profile by filtering your activity section by types of content like videos, images, and articles. LinkedIn is also adding the ability to schedule newsletters directly in the app. And Pinterest's CEO this week warned that emerging AI tech like ChatGPT could accelerate the negative impact of social media on mental health. He said the AI amplifies, quote, the darkest aspects of human nature. And finally, we knew this was coming. Some company called Futuri Media launched, or at least announced they're about to launch, Radio GPT, the world's first AI-driven localized radio hosts. The technology scans Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and a bunch of other sources of news and information to create a script of local trending stories. And then, yes, uses AI voice technology and voice cloning to create audio content for use on radio stations. Stations can select from a variety of AI voices to create shows that can be hosted by a single voice or by a team of two or three AI personalities. It also posts to social media. And so, friends, it looks like the buggles were wrong all along. It's really AI that ends up killing the radio star. I have mostly recovered from the poke holes in your eyeballs with a laser surgery that I had to do to ward off glaucoma. So, so far, no change in my prescription, which I'm very happy about. Steph, thank you, as usual, for jumping in. Of course. So I don't think we've talked about this before, but in addition to producing the podcast, 
you are also an afternoon host on a couple of radio stations. Yes. So I do a show for a few stations in the GTA. I voice track, so it's all pre-recorded. The GTA is the Toronto area. Um, so I have to ask, what do you think about this whole AI DJ thing? Well, if my career in radio wasn't already threatened, <laughs> it's definitely doomed now. <laughs> I really, I mean, who could not see this coming, really? But I mean, and I would like to think that maybe this is just a company that wants to get ahead of it and get an announcement out there. But truly, I mean, it was only a couple of days ago that I, and I'll admit without your consent, voice cloned you and ran you reading part of a story on the show. And it was, to me anyway, and to people in the Slack group, almost indistinguishable from you. Yeah. What did you think, by the way, of your voice? I didn't think, I, I definitely thought like I could hear the difference in it, but I played it for my husband and he thought it sounded exactly like me too. And the thing wow. is, is that there's a lot less human error with your AI voice than when I used to be live on air. Yeah, and voice tracking, so people know, is sort of, you're not there live waiting for the song to end and then you talk. You sort of, you, you prepare all of the elements, you record them all, and then a computer just kind of chops them up and puts them after the songs in between between the spots and so on. Right, and it's the, it's one show for all three stations. So, I mean, it was already wiping out so many jobs anyways by doing it that way. So <laughs> Anyway, what stations are you on in case people are in your market? Uh, Orangeville, Alliston, and Milton. And you can hear Steph in the afternoon of those Ontario, Canada stations. That will do it for the week. Today in Digital Marketing is produced by Engage Q Digital on the traditional territories of the Sunamic First Nation on Vancouver Island. Our associate producer is the aforementioned Steph Gunn, our production coordinator, Sarah Guild. Music licensing by Source Audio. Ad coordination by Red Circle. And you know, not many people know this, but our theme composer, Mark Blevis, holds the Guinness Book of World Records for the most number of Ritz crackers ever consumed in one sitting. He actually does this as performance art now. It's a pretty popular event for the rich and famous. In the audience, often you'll see high hats and colored collars, white spats and $15, spending every dime on a wonderful time. Have a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday. Everybody from coast to coast, turn off your radio. There's a new wave in the air. Turn on your video and let's dance. Dance. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.